It's Tidy Tuesday, y'all. Welcome to the Tidy Tuesday podcast, a project of the R4DS online learning community. I'm your host, John Harmon. I link to everything I talk about in the show notes, which you can find at tidytuesday.com. This is episode 5 for week 39 of 2019. Let's take a look at last week's data. We looked at U.S. national park visits from data.world and an article from 538.com. I was really happy to see that there were just a ton of submissions this week. It looks like a lot of meetup groups and courses have started using Tidy Tuesday, and that is just amazing to see. Today we're going to look at four very different visualizations. The first visualization I'm looking at this week is from Amit Levinson. Amit said this was his very first R plot, which was amazing. He represented visits per year with a hiker using geom image from the GG image package, and then the hiker was climbing a mountain that he made out of geom call from ggplot2. This was similar to Ariane's roller coaster from last week with images of the sun and clouds, but he used a different method for placing the image, so I thought I should call that out. And then Scafaroto on Twitter created an animated version of the plot using ggAnimate, and I wanted to call out that he used Ease AES for smoother transitions, which I hadn't used for my bar plot a couple of weeks ago. And then during Anim Save, he used End Pause, and this is the secret sauce anytime you're making an animation. Make sure to pause it at the end so people can absorb the final plot. The next visualization is by Johannie Fournier. She created a tree plot of change in visitation by region per year, and this was a great example of how you can use the grammar of graphics to build up a visualization layer by layer. She started with geom point and geom line to generate the trees, and then used another instance of each in a darker color with a subset of the data that she wanted to focus on. This sort of technique, along with annotations, is a great way to make sure people see what you're trying to show them in the plot. Next up, we have Torsten Sprenger. Torsten recreated the ranking chart from the 538 article and then animated it. I thought this was a really good alternative to the bar chart races everyone's doing, including me, because the labels on the right work pretty much like the bar chart race, but then the lines let you see the history of what had already occurred so you don't lose track of where you are. And of course, he also uses the all-important end pause. I highly recommend it. And finally, we have Otho Mantegaza. He created a Voronoi diagram of U.S. national parks. That's where every point in your visualization is placed into a cell with the seed point to which it is closest. And so you get this mosaic of tiles that are all the things that are closest to whatever your seed is. In this case, his seeds were the centroids of the parks. You can do this using the GG Voronoi package, that's V-O-R-O-N-O-I, and then the Geom Voronoi function. The outline argument on that function makes it easy to set up a map-based boundary like Otho did. So this is a kind of easy but really striking visualization. To see more of last week's visualizations, take a look at the links in our show notes, the Tidy Tuesday hashtag on Twitter, and the tidytuesday.rocks shiny app by Neil Grantham. This week we're looking at data about school diversity from the National Center for Education Statistics via a Washington Post story by Kate Rabinowitz, Armand Amamjama, and Laura Meckler. The article had a detailed methodology section, so be sure to check that out. The data consists of schools, school years, 
and data about proportions of different ethnic groups. The article has a lot of really great visualizations, so definitely take a look at the article for some inspiration. And at least one of the authors, Kate Rabinowitz, tweeted that she's eager to see what we come up with, so let's see what we can do. And now it's time for the question of the week. This question comes from Chandramuli Churakuri on the R4DS Slack. Chandramuli was exploring the Many Models chapter from Chapter 25 of R for Data Science by Garrett Grohlman and Hadley Wickham, and they were trying to adapt it to use Parsnip from the relatively new Tidy Models framework. Parsnip is a common interface for many different modeling functions. It was developed by Max Kuhn, who also developed the Caret package. In Parsnip, you start with a type of model, such as linear reg, logistic reg, boost tree, MLP for multilayer perceptron, and more. And then you can set parameters using this common interface, so if it's a different kind of logistic regression, it'll still have the same core parameters and they'll have those same names. And then Parsnip does the translation for you. The parameters can also be varying, which can be really useful if you're trying to set up sort of a framework and then fit it using some variations on those parameters. You then use a function setEngine, where you set the specific engine you're using for that form of, say, logistic regression. And you can pass in arguments that are specific to that engine. And those arguments can also vary. You can use the function setArgs to specify arguments for this fit of the model. And you could use this in a loop or a apply or a per map and set lots of different values of these arguments and fit lots of different variants of your model. And then finally, to do the actual fitting, you use the fit function, which lets you specify using a formula what you want to fit, or you can use arguments that make sense for your particular model, such as x and y for linear regression, perhaps. You also specify the data to use to fit the model at this stage, which is really handy because you've got everything else set up, and then if you're doing something like cross-validation, the training data that's being fed in can be different in each of those runs. Other packages in the tidy models universe include recipes, which you use before Parsnip in a pipeline to process your data in standardized ways, Yardstick, which you use after Parsnip to characterize model performance, and there are a whole bunch of other packages also wrapped into the tidy models universe, and the idea is you use them together to make the whole modeling process just more tidy, more like the tidyverse. If you need help figuring out how to do something in R, or if you think you can help people find answers to their R questions, check us out at r4ds.online. I also wanted to mention this week the Save the Data hashtag on Twitter. This group shared a video where they do a dance interpretation of the tidyverse. This is part of a Kickstarter campaign that you can check out at bit.ly slash tidydance, where they're trying to develop open source web tools to clean and visualize data aimed at journalists in developing countries. The Kickstarter closes soon on the morning of October 5th, and they haven't hit their goal yet last I checked. I backed them, and I hope you will too. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, check us out at patreon.com slash tidytuesday. You can find us at tidytuesday.com for show notes or at tidypod on Twitter. We'll be back next week with a new data set. Until then, always be learning and keep it tidy.